Welcome to another episode of the Successful Fashion Freelancer Podcast. I am your host, Heidi. And here on the show, we talk about true remote freelancing, where you get to work when and where you want with multiple clients, setting your own rates, all the good things, and getting to do the work that you love. This was how I built my successful career in the fashion industry for over a decade, earning $100,000 plus a year, working on my own terms versus when I worked for a brand, when I had my own brand, and I was on the verge of burnout because I was working so hard and I was getting nowhere, super underpaid. Um, freelancing is the only way that I found success and happiness in the fashion industry, and that is exclusively what we talk about here on this show. In today's conversation, I am chatting with Darcy. Darcy is from Puerto Rico. Um, her English is her second language. She lives in Florida now, and she is a pattern maker who's seeing phenomenal success in her career as a freelancer. There's my cat. Heads up, she was a little vocal during the interview too, so you're gonna hear that. She's been a challenge lately. I can't leave her outside the room. She howls outside the room. Or she like sits on my lap very quietly, or she decides to jump down and howl. So, just, you know, pets can be a challenge. Anyways, that's Puma. She's part of the interview too. But Darcy is doing some amazing things. She talks a lot about, um, confidence and how she's overcome a lot of those barriers in her career. Confidence on the business side of things, confidence on English being her second language, confidence on um, navigating projects and juggling projects and uh, learning various computer softwares and jumping into Clo and jumping into Tuka Tech to offer her clients 3D off, uh, services um, and how she's kind of overcome some of those confidence battles. We also talk about, as you may have guessed by the title of this episode, how she does not have a portfolio and how she is getting work. Um, full disclaimer, she has a teeny tiny one page simple PDF with a few screenshots. Literally, that's it. Um, she shares how like the idea of a portfolio kind of took over her life in terms of what she had learned in fashion school and what she felt like she needed. Um, and then after going through some of my programs, she was like, wait, I don't need this. And she has built a very successful career with multiple clients. Um, she talks transparently about her wages and what she's earning, and she's planning on raising that um, with pretty much no portfolio. So, so many great things in this conversation with Darcy. I'm really, really excited to share her story with you. Um, if you are curious about learning some of the stuff that Darcy has learned, she is one of the students inside my Freelance Accelerator program, and you want to learn more about how to kickstart, how to grow, how to manage all this business aspects of the process, what your portfolio should look like, and what it does and doesn't need to include. It's a lot less than you think. We cover that all inside of Freelance Accelerator. It only opens a couple times a year. You can get yourself on the wait list over at soheidi.com slash fast, F-A-S-T. You can grab the link below in the show notes. Um, if you want to jumpstart right away into my best free resources for fashion, head on over to soheidi.com slash freelance. Again, we'll link that up in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you are tuning in. And without any further ado, let's jump into my conversation with Darcy. We're ready. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Darcy, I am super excited to have you on the podcast. Um, can you please start out by introducing yourself to everybody and letting us know who you are and what you do in fashion? Hello, Heidi. My name is uh, Darcy Alicia, and I am a pattern maker and sample maker, and I'm currently helping small brands and startups to guide them or kind of helping them through the whole well, product development process. Okay. Awesome. Um, so tell us a little bit about your background in fashion. You were telling me before we hit record, you went to fashion school in Puerto Rico, which is where you're from, but what you, you learned, tell us a little bit about that experience. Okay. <laughs> so I've been always interested in sewing since I was 15. I really enjoy it, kind of doing home projects and kind of playing around. Like, I think a lot of us have started doing Barbie and doll clothes yeah. and all of that. Yeah. So, yes, I was always interested in sewing. And later on, um, I went to a fashion school in Puerto Rico. They, they just, um, they... Mostly do one of the kind couture. Like it's not a technical school where they will teach you computer uh, design and all those more technical stuff. 
So it was based on sewing and pattern making for one of the kind dresses. So it was mostly draping on mannequin and pattern making. So after that, I I was working in the studio that I had in Puerto Rico doing um, pageant dresses and um, uh, couture gowns for galas and all that kind of uh, glamorous. Custom, <laughs> uh, like made to order. Yes. Okay. It was made to order, okay. all of it. Okay. So uh, 10 years ago, I moved to Florida. Now I'm living in Tampa. And that's when I, I, I realized that there's no market for that here. Yeah. Um, people mostly go to Davies Bridal or, you know, this bridal shop. They can find pretty dresses for a very affordable price. So that's when I kind of, you know, kind of, I don't know. I was like, I'm not going to leave the industry because I really enjoy what I do. So I decided to start working on factories. So I started as seamstress. Um, I was sewing. Then I had the opportunity to um, work on pattern making. And then in my last factory that I was working, I had the opportunity to learn um, pattern making and the software. I okay. I was sent to take a core training, two weeks of core training with Gerber. Akumar. And that's how I kind of switched from the papered and handmade patterns to um, computer aid programs. So it was kind of exciting. I'm not going to lie. At the beginning, I was like, oh my God, I won't be able to do this. This is so hard. I never had, I had no experience in Adobe or any of those um, CAD softwares. So for me, it was kind of a challenging but then I made it. So yeah. it was, yeah, I, I learned it. And it, pattern softwares is just, they're just tools. You have to know the basics of pattern making mm-hmm. and measuring and all of that. So I had that experience, but it was mostly handmade and all with, you know, paper and all that traditional pattern making um, techniques. So I was excited that I was learning something new, and um, from there, I have always um, listened to your podcast since 2017, because I was <laughs> working on a company that I had a co-worker that she's like, you have to listen to um, this lady, because she Aww. brings a lot of industry details, and so I started listening to you, and then, but I was not consuming your courses, but because I was always kind of like... I don't have the money to do it. I, I'm I'm afraid that I'm not going to learn. It's something remote. I never had taken any courses remotely. So I was kind of, I don't know, like doubting on that. And then, and then on 2020, when you, um, you did a sale or kind of a program that it was called pay what you can pay, pay what you can, I think it was called. Yes. Pay what you can. The pandemic had just hit. And I was like, I just got to do something really generous to support the world and our community and our industry. And I offered a bunch of my courses for pay what you can, literally $1. I know. So I took advantage of that. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> so I don't remember. I think it was $75 that I paid. I don't remember what it was. Um, and I got the, I think it was Beautiful Flats. Okay. It was the first one that I, I took because I wanted to um, kind of learn um, how to do tech packs. Because I had worked previously in factories, but they only do PLM. Oh, okay. And so I knew I knew how I was not in that area. Nothing. I I was only doing pattern making in paper. And then the lady that used to do the computer patterns, she would digitize that pattern okay. and do the grading and all the. So, but I was familiar with what are the tech tags and what to look in the tech tags and how to do a pattern based on the tech tag and all that stuff. So, I wanted to kind of do the the tech flats. So that's what I took first the beautiful flats. Yeah, one of your courses, and I was surprised of how much I learned from a person that never had experience in Adobe. Yeah, nothing. So I learned a lot. I was able to go. The modules were so easy, and I understand. And 
I really enjoyed the course. So yeah. after that one, I think I took uh, development. Design to the development. The one that is for the Texas <laughs> design to development. Mm -hmm. This is the second one I took. And I was so excited. I learned a lot. <laughs> so I, and it was an Excel. So of course, something that we can all have access to it. Mm -hmm. um, so I went through that course too. And after that, That was in 2020. I was not doing much. Okay, so let's rewind the story. <laughs> so um, 2020, like you said, the pandemic hit and a lot of, you know, the industry changed a lot. Yeah. So I was one of these persons that I was, um, I was scared at the beginning of the pandemic. I'm not going to lie. And yeah. I was, I don't know, like I was, I wanted to start working um, as a freelance, as a freelancer. Um So I went ahead and quit the job that I was in, which was not a good idea. You have to plan ahead before doing that. But yes, I quit the job in April and I said, well, I'm going to start doing it because I have been working in factories, you know, the last 10 years. So This I kind of... April 2020, right after the pandemic, mm -hmm. you quit. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I quit and I decided to stay at home and to start um, giving services. Uh, pattern making services and um, tech facts because now I was in I, I took the class so I knew how to at least do it and then um, that was 2020 I don't I how I say this I didn't took as much clients as um, I was I was expecting it is hard to start in freelancing it's hard but because I have a network of people that I have you know, mad in the, I have not moved. So I still in Tampa for these 10 years. So I have uh, met a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, so they bring me clients every time that they were, Hey, there's someone looking for a pattern. So they would send, send it to me. And that's how I kind of start to get my first clients. It was through network to people that have worked before. Yeah. And in 2021, I, it was 2021. I don't remember. I took the fast class, okay. but it was, it was not the last one. It was the previous, I think it was December, 2021 and starting in January 1st. I don't remember okay. pretty well, but I took the fast and because I knew that your courses have value and <laughs> I was learning a lot. So I was like, okay, I'm going to jump into it. Yeah. I'm going to take it because I really needed, um, that, How to communicate. I needed that confidence. How to communicate with the clients. And I needed strategies. Because, yes, I know my work, which is pattern making. And I love to. So I can do any sample. But I was lacking on that part of the business. of Okay, so how I do contracts. And yeah. how I teach. How I go for those clients. They're not going to come, you know, yeah. by itself. So. Yeah. That's when I started. I took fast, and then since I I kept uh, hearing you talking about Upwork, so I give it a try, and I started pitching, and in April, I got two pitches that landed two jobs. Yeah. So in I liked it. It was it was it went smooth. It went smooth. Okay. Um. So I was able to get almost $2,000, so not yeah, bad. <laughs> that's amazing, just from two projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was good. I did uh, sample, and I did take packs. Okay. And that's in, in those projects. So I kind of like it, and um, I, I kind of changed the way I was teaching after I took your course. I kind of learned that it has to be um, – If you have to focus more on what is the value that you're going to give to the to the brand and what is the brand looking for instead of what can I do? Yep. So as soon as I start sending my pitches that way, like it's more, okay, the value that I can provide to what the service that you're looking for. Yeah. Instead of I can do this, I can do that, I can, it's like... So that has been working. That's what landed the two projects on our work and... After that, I have not been able to pitch again. In the last month, I have not sent pitch because I have been taking uh, off-work projects 
because I have, I always find clients locally. Okay. So right now I'm very busy with the ones that I have outside of the platform. So I haven't been able to pitch again, but definitely, yes, it, it worked for me upward. That's amazing. So, and you're in a great spot where like, you don't need to pitch because you've got enough work going on. Um, I love that like you took the strategies you learned inside fast and you adjusted your pitch and it sounds like you got like, you saw the change in that. You got results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Talk a little bit about, because when you you sent the email to be on the, the podcast, you said, um, my biggest fear is the language since I speak Spanish and English is my second language. Um, I mean, like you said, you know your work. You know pattern making, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But some of the business side of the things, like the contracts and the negotiating and the pitching and the talking to clients and managing the projects and all that stuff is a a challenge and a fear that a lot of people have. And then that was compounded with the fact that English is your second language. Talk to us a little bit about what, how has that felt to like navigate that space and where you're at with that right now? Um, It was scary. I would say at the beginning, I always kind of do the statement at the beginning when I when I am a call in a call with a client, the first thing I might say, like, hey, just to let you know, I have a heavy accent and I'm still learning the English. So if I don't understand, I will be asking questions. Or mm-hmm. if, if you don't understand anything, I say you can rephrase it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me know if I can rephrase it for you. Um, so it's kind of people are being very... I, I'm, I was scared at the beginning. But no, people is very understanding sometimes, yeah. like, they're okay, no problem. We know we all come, you know, from different backgrounds and different languages. And, you know, we all hear kind of, you know, I feel it, it was scary at the beginning, but now I'm at this point, I'm much more confident and kind of being straightforward with them by being okay. You know, I have a little issue with the English, but, you know, it's been, it's been good. Yeah. It, it, the listening to, the strategy sometimes when you talk in the course, you know, when sometimes you kind of guide us through the examples of what could happen and mm-hmm. how would you respond to that, mm-hmm. it has helped me a lot because oh, good. Yeah, I kind of, the words I can, you know, go through and I sometimes I go back when I have a situation, yeah. I go back to the videos and say, okay, so this is how I'm going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, your, it's English going is, better. your English is very good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's very good. I would not qualify you as a heavy accent. Not even close. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. I mean, I can tell that it's your second language, but you're very fluid. I can comfortably understand everything that you're saying. Um, but totally fair, like, to have that, like, fear. Like, you said that was your biggest fear. Mm-hmm. Um, At the beginning, I was like, I, I don't know how to, as soon as I send a pitch, and of course, I'm writing in Word and you can hit the review and it will, you know, get all the wording correctly and all that. But as soon as the client says back to me, yes, I am, I am interested in working with you. That's when, you know, I kind of freeze and be like, oh my goodness, it's going to call me. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. having a call is always the... Voice to voice is a little different. <laughs> yes. yes. But, but it sounds like better. it's not been an issue. Like people are understanding, they, they get it. It's no big deal, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah, I... I prefer to have all the time email conversations more mm. than, you know, because I can't tell when the email kind of corrects my wording and all yeah. that. So I try to be more email instead of call. But yeah. if I had to jump in a call, then. Yeah. Well, you're very personable and very comfortable to talk to. So I don't know. If people want to talk to you, I would, I would think about um, how you can maybe be a little bit I think it's great for you to get on a call. That's what I'll say. You're very personable, very well-spoken. Um, I wouldn't avoid it. Just going to throw that okay. out there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> talk a little bit. I mean, a couple of the other things that you said in your email, you said, it is so rewarding to be in control of my time, especially when being a mom and working on projects I really love. Talk a little bit about, I mean, you worked in the industry for, um, what was it, 12 years, 10 years in, in, or you said after eight years of working in factories. Um, 
I don't know how old your kid or kids are, but like, can you talk a little bit about how freelancing has changed the structure of your life and what that looks like for you? Okay. So, yes, I have one son. He's 17. So he's a grown up. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, when he was younger, it was a struggle because mom has to be always working in factories and, you know, factories, you, you have a time when your day starts. But you can sometimes not leave until the job was done. So, you know, it's it's tough. So I found myself always putting overtime and coming home late. And I kind of feel like I missed a lot of good things, yeah. you know, from his early <laughs> life. And now that he's in high school, he's now going to be a senior. So I'm kind of feeling better than I'm here, that I'm here to help him. And whenever he gets from school, I'm here. And it kind of feels so much better to be able to be more present in his life. And so freelancing has gave me that opportunity to be more present in his life. So kind of enjoying it. Yeah. What is your like, I mean, you said like this month you haven't been pitching at all. You've been busy working on projects. Like, what does your work look like? Like your schedule look like? So right now I am doing, I'm kind of off on the timing because my boyfriend has another uh, kind of schedule. So, and my son is in vacation, but he has a job outside. So it's kind of, we're all going through a lot right yeah. now. And I am not putting as much hours as, as before. Okay. So right now I will say I wake up and I'll do kind of three, four hours in the morning and kind of take a break at the middle of the day uh-huh. and kind of do two hours later. So, but because right now what I'm doing mostly is pattern making and it's in the computer. I have my laptop with me and I'm kind of, you know, here and there I can jump into the computer for two hours and stop. And, but I have the, ability to do that and it's amazing yeah that's a big change from like going to the factory and like be being physically mm-hmm. like have to be there from like whatever time to like you said until the job's done sometimes that might be really late that's that can be a challenge mm-hmm. it, it was yeah so yes now I do uh most days I would say five hours a day or maybe six okay not like three in the morning maybe two in the afternoon and something like five that first, like sometimes less or more. Okay. Awesome. Um, would you be open to talking about your pricing structure at all? And like how you're, like you said, you got those two projects for $2,000. Um, would you be willing to share some details on like what the projects entail and how are you charging hourly or project? Like what does that actually look like? So I am doing hourly and, um, I will say the next Probably next year, I will be starting working on project based. Okay. I think for now, like I said, like like when you recommend in the course, please start hourly to yeah. just see how long things takes because sometimes uh, that could be very dangerous, like money wise. Yeah, sometimes if we do project and we take more time, you lose that money, and there's no way that you're gonna go back to the client and say, hey pay me more. Right. No, it's like, it's, you have to eat that loss at the end of the day. Yes. So I've been doing hourly rate. Um, my rate is 65 Okay. for pattern making. Yeah. Um, and I know that there are a lot of people charge you more, like they're a little bit high, but I kind of scare sometimes to, you know, go up and give that step. So I think next year I'm going to start uh, going project based and probably racing their rate a little bit more and let's see how it goes. Yeah. But for now, I am I kind of have it in my services. I kind of have it all divided by um, grading and pattern making and sample making. So I kind of have different rates for everything. So okay. But pattern making, which is the the service that I do all the time. Um, yeah, that when I do 65 an hour. Okay. Yeah, I keep my price uh, 65 and probably here I will, um, yeah, I will go up a little bit more. Um, you know, we kind of every year learn a little bit more and we 
add value. We add value to our techniques and why not? So, and of course, the cost of living is growing every year. So, yeah, I think next year I'm ready to give me a raise. (laughs) But, like, what you, why are you scared to raise it? Um, I don't know, because I don't think that the customers are going to have an issue with it, because I have not, you know, feel, uh, like they say, hey, like, that's too high. Right now, everyone is, seems to be comfortable with what I'm charging. And I have had, I have had um, clients that will come and say, well, uh, I cannot afford that. Could we make it a fixed price? at this price and they kind of try to, this is my budget. And that's when I'm sometimes being like, I cannot do it for that. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, like I generally, I, I said, no, I I can't take it. You and hold I your just ground. move on. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, being for a 12 year industry, I know you're worse. One yeah. For free and yeah. for cheap. And it's, you know, it's very common to find clients that sometimes they want to try to, you know, get uh, more from you for less money so I'm kind of I'm aware of that and sometimes I just I just hold my place and be like no I can't work yeah and I always say like there's always going to be those clients that want something for less and they're just not your clients and that's fine Mm -hmm. you move on and you hold your boundary on that because it's actually really good if everybody started doing that in the industry it would be just really good for everybody for all of us Mm -hmm. for all of us um, are you focusing on like a specific niche or category? Or are you just doing like pattern making for anything? Like, what does that look like? Yes. After taking the course, I kind of narrowed down to only women's wear. Okay. Um, cause I can work both women's and needs and, and, and I would like to stick with women's only cause okay. I used to do, I can do men's, uh, children, but now I was like, no, I need to narrow down with what I was always um, comfortable with and what I know more and it's women's wear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and is it just women's wear in general or is it like a specific type of brand or specific type of clothing you're going after? Like are you focusing on like the gowns and the evening wear or what does that look like? Um, no, the gowns and evening wear, I haven't, um, worked on that for, the last five years. I haven't um, done anything on that, but Right now, all my brands that I'm working right now is um, athletic wear. Athletic, um, okay. Athletic, and then women's, because I have kind of like sundresses, brands, kind of summer flowy dresses, yeah. and and mostly, I will say, athletic wear. People are looking for that. Yeah, okay. Like golf apparel, yeah. uh, running apparel, and yoga apparel. So. Okay, got it. Um, and what do you have put together for like a portfolio to show brands? Oh my God, that's good. I don't have a portfolio, Heidi. You don't have one. <laughs> no. I love that answer so much. You have no idea. I just want, um, when I started Upwork, I just have to do a, a PDF and I will grab, um, previous work and kind of pictures of pattern I will take a screenshot of the computer like I do um just telling them I do all the pattern it's in the computer uh-huh. and I will do flats and I kind of get all together in one page and I will send like you said if they are looking for a specific type of I will create a pdf for that and I will send that yeah. and that's it I don't I used to go crazy about it. I was like, oh my God, what I'm going to do. And I, it, I had the, when I had to do a portfolio, it was kind of frustrating. It's like, oh my God, what I'm going to do. It takes me days to figure it out. And then after taking the course, I was like, you know what? No, like, no, I'm not doing, I'm not taking all that time and effort to no, because I am not in, into design. I am more technical. I mm-hmm. do more, like, I enjoy more doing pattern making and all the stuff, but I'm not the designer words and kind of design the clothing from. So that part, no. So I, I don't have to have a portfolio so pretty with all these <laughs> design yeah. and mood boards and stuff. Like, no, I do pattern making, and that's the only uh, thing that I send them to 
this is the what the client sent me, and this is the pattern that I create, and this is the final garment, how it came out. That's what I always send. So a couple of screenshots of like, here's the flat, mm-hmm. then here's what the pattern looks like. like and it, just an example project of like, and then here's, you know, the digitized pattern and then final product. Like three screenshots, mm-hmm. one page PDF, that's it. It's so simple. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's been very sufficient. And that's been working. Yeah. <laughs> and that's been working for me. So. What did you think you had yeah. to put together before? What did you think, like, you said that, you know, before you thought this portfolio was this big thing, like, in your head, what did you think the portfolio needed to be before you realized it could just be this, like, PDF with a couple screenshots? Yes, because I thought that we always had to have a portfolio when they teach you in school that have to have the inspirations you know, inspirational pictures mm-hmm. and the colors and how it would do, you know, like it's a process. I thought I had to have all of that from inspiration and um, colors and kind of the design aspect of it and um, examples of runways and all that stuff. And it's like, you know, it's, I never did it. It's like I was. But that's if you're doing design, time. you need all that stuff. Yes. And yeah. that's when I that's when I said like you know what I'm not gonna do it because I'm gonna focus on the technical part of just pattern making samples and tech packs and with the tech packs come the flats and that's how I always send you know kind of give them a flat so to let them know that I can do it yeah that's amazing um, it sounds like that was a huge relief to be like oh I could just put yes. together this one page PDF <laughs> and call it a day and I'm done. Yes. Um, where are your clients located? Um, I have three brands right now that are here from Tampa. Okay. Um, and the 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 upward, it was completely remote. I think one brand was in Texas. Okay. The other one was in Florida, but uh, to the south. So I kind of always, yeah. Yeah. I really enjoy the physical fitting. Like, you know, I am always, I like to have it on a model and kind of pinch it here and there and kind of do that part. But, you know, with remote, you know, you we have to do what it takes. So just pictures and videos, um, it works too. What but you, I really love the, the physical. The physical. So what are you doing for those remote clients? Are you like fitting it on a dress form or are you getting a actual fit model and then just doing it over Zoom? Like what does that process look like? So for remote clients, um, they send um, the pictures or the sketches of what they want Mm -hmm. and I create the pattern from there. And I do, I'm doing first the treaty sampling. Okay. Um, before we even get to the prototype, because it's really helping me. And it helps sometimes because, remember, they're not, sometimes they're not designers. They're just entrepreneurs yeah. that they want to jump into the industry. Yeah. And they kind of, uh, sometimes they imagine things one way, but when it's done or when it's together, it's other. It's so, I always like to, I started um, going with Claw 3D Claw for 3D. my 3D okay. okay. And it has helped me because they can visualize. Sometimes they see it because I always say, hey, the pattern is ready. Here's the 3D, right. um, you know, kind of a mock-up just to see how it looks. And then that allows them to be, okay, so I wanted a little bit longer. I want a little bit more yeah. fitted in this area. Yeah. I think the sleeve needs these, the needs that. So I kind of have the 3D as my first prototype and then... When they approve that, then I will go ahead and do a muslin okay. or kind of in a similar fabric, but I ship it. So it's completely remote. I do the... Oh, and then they have, fit it on their side. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So I have um, everything, the machines in my apartment. Not an apartment anymore. <laughs> Almost a factory. Yeah. But I have all the machines here. I will do the prototype and I will ship to them. Okay. Um, sometimes they are the 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 fit model themselves. Okay. So they will just try on it. Sometimes they call me so I can see 
um, with the movement, like, hey, it's doing this, it's doing that, so we can kind of go in the video or just pictures, and they kind of seen, like, okay, I like it more here, there, and they kind of send me the specs okay. of what needs to be changed, and then we'll go for the second round of pattern making. So I'll okay. do uh, corrections on the pattern, and I will do a second sample, and that's how it goes, but it's mostly remote, so it'll okay. be mailing mailing the sample. And then you feel comfortable with them, like kind of pinching and saying this needs to be adjusted, et cetera. Like you're not there physically being able to see and like touch and feel that. So that's a, you know, that's a big jump to just be watching them on the video. They're not a technical, Mm -hmm. I mean, they know how something fits and feels in their Mm -hmm. body, but like there's sometimes nuances, right? Where it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, if it's pinching here, we actually need to adjust over here. Right. Um, but you're just you just maybe know the nuances so well that you that this works. Yes, because I have been working um, for a long time on these, so even sometimes they're like, "Oh, it needs these and that," and I'm like, "Are you sure it needs that?" Because if I take from here, it's gonna do these other things. So I kind of go with them through the process and being like. Sometimes they ask me, "Oh, take this much," and I'm like, "No, that's." this much and then the sample let's just do it because yeah I kind of you just know. guide them through yeah I guide them through and okay. kind of <laughs> yeah that's amazing because a lot of people like wonder like well how do I do this remotely and so it's a little bit maybe more challenging and you have to ship the sample so mm-hmm. you can add some time but it's totally possible yes it is possible and that was one of the things that I was scared in the beginning when starting freelancing because yeah um, I, I was completely working in factory, so I, I didn't know if this was going to work and I kind of, uh, quit the factory job and I kind of started doing on my own and it was scary, but now after a year and a half, I can say, yes, it works. It, it works. You can do it. Anyone can do it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, I love that. What would you, I mean, you said anyone can do it. Like if someone out there is hesitant and nervous because for whatever reason, like what would you tell them? To go for it, to invest in themselves because I come from completely paper, like patterns made by paper. And it, for me, when I work at this factories and I see the pattern maker, the digital pattern makers that they have, and I see them working in the computer all day, and I see myself, and I was like, oh, my God, and I, I will never be able to do that. That's, you know, that's insane. How can they do a pattern in the computer yeah. and all these, you know? So, and I, I went for it, and I took the classes on it. I had the opportunity with this factory that sent me. Uh, to Gerber to take training on it. And um, so from being able to, you know, having doubts about if I was going to do it or not, to being able now to feel so comfortable in the computer doing a pattern, it's like, yes, anyone can do it. Yeah. You have to, you know, it's a lot of time, of course, and especially because all of the software changed from one software to the other you know like the interface between all of them is different uh-huh. um so because now i'm using another software i'm not using gerber so i'm using Are you doing Tuga every... now. oh okay, so i'm you... doing Tuga. okay so you're but you're using clo also yes yes because clo Tuga tag they do have 3d sampling but it's it's i cannot afford it right now like okay. it's very expensive yeah so i only use with them the 2d the 2D software. Okay. And then after that, then I can import my files to Clone and kind of do the Clone. I think it's, they feel a little bit new on the pattern side of it. Like uh, I won't use it for kind of for feeding and very detailed patterns. I won't use it. Okay. So I just use their software to kind of uh, sew my pieces together and visualize how it looks in the and the avatar. Do the 3D and... mock-up. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the actual That's... patterns you're making in Tuca Tech. Yes, yes. Okay. I use okay. Tuca Tech. Okay. And so I have been able to learn all the software. So 
Yes, it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of cry sometimes when, <laughs> when I get stuck and it's like, oh my God. I, but then I kind of go and, and I look for YouTube. I kind of ask friends and I, until I get it. When I'm doing something specific, like you have to be so consistent and just go for it. Yeah. But yeah, it's totally, it's, it's totally possible. So anyone that it's, thinking that they have been doing paper patterns for so long, thinking they cannot do uh, computer patterns and, you know, CAD software. Yes, they can do it. Yeah. It is possible. That's amazing. Um, where did you learn Clo and Tugatech? Did you just learn it all off of, like, free YouTube videos? Um, um, Tugatech is very similar to Gerber, kind of like the interface of them. It's kind of similar in the same way of doing a pattern. Okay. Um, but Tukatech, I took classes online when I started, when I went with them for cloud subscription because they're cloud-based subscriptions. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I took classes from them and then I kind of go in because they don't have a really good videos on YouTube. But okay. I, but I kind of, you know, kind of compared to what I was doing on Gerber and kind of go through Okay. And Claw has been YouTube mostly. Yeah. Has a lot, a lot of, um, it, it was tough at the beginning because it's a very different um, software. If I'm going to compare it to Adobe or the pattern software. Very different. Um, it's very different. It took me some time, but I'm hanging there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not at the point yet to doing the kind of... Uh, 3D rendering to be displayed online and all of that, but yeah. at least for what I'm using it, which is only to get the pattern pieces together and um, put it on the avatar, it's kind of, it's, it's working. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, I love that, like, you're, you know, I think we can get really stuck on, like, I have to be an expert. I have to know all the things. I have to be like so confident and competent in every aspect of the software. But you're like, no, I know it good enough. I know like how to do these certain things. And if you don't know how to do it, you'll figure it out. It might take some time. It might take some late night tears. Um, but you've put yourself out there and you're doing clothes for your clients, even though you're not like an expert at the software, there's still a lot of stuff you don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What gave you the confidence to like to do that? Um so I don't know. I really liked the when I started seeing um the treaty um videos and I started seeing people posting at the beginning I was like, Okay, that sounds like not realistic. It's like how I'm gonna be able to try and just uh, an avatar and all that. And then I give it a try. I give it a try. And and for what I'm looking for, because that I, like I said, it's not it's not as good as a pattern making software. So I don't know, kind of. Um, but I give it a try and I did it. And like I said, I'm only using part of it. Like I'm only using it for visualization of mm-hmm. the pattern and it's working for me and I don't know. I think I'm not scared anymore to do computer software. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm going for it. That's amazing. And you're like offering it to your clients and they're happy with what they're getting. Like it sounds like it's just going really well. And you don't have to be an expert. You don't, you don't have to know all the things. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am not. Um, I am not doing it like it's like I'm not charging them to be like, oh, my God, I'm going to charge you for these 3D samples. Okay. No, I'm just doing it kind of inside my pattern making service. But you've got it's like a like, well, but you're charging hourly. So like the time that you're mm-hmm. spending in Clo, are you getting paid for that? Yes. Yes. That's oh. the time that I I put into my pattern making time. Okay. Okay. So it's like after the pattern is made, I the time that it takes me to do the 3D, I am putting it there. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so many awesome things. I mean, you went from, you know, eight years working in factories, English second language, not feeling like super confident to now charging 65. You're going to raise that rate soon. I yes, know you are yes. with your <laughs> skill and experience. 
Um, and like you said here in the email to me, you said, I've gained a lot of confidence, especially when communicating with clients. I mean, I think you've gained a lot of confidence in a lot of spaces, but that sounds like, you know, jumping into the computer software, learning that stuff, even if you didn't feel comfortable, offering that, gaining confidence to communicate with clients, even though you like weren't feeling super savvy on the business side of things and, you know, English being your second language. So much growth over the last couple of years, Darcy. It's amazing. <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's kind of when I look back, you know, 10 years back and I wouldn't imagine that I was going to be doing these now. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it's possible. It's possible. It's, it's, it's good and it feels so rewarding to be able to kind of do all these things. Yeah, that's amazing. Congratulations. You should be really proud of yourself. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And of course, because, you know, your courses help me a lot. And I I recommend it to people like it's really it's worth it. It's worth it. I learn a lot, especially the confidence that I'm getting now. It's because I see other students. I see the community and um, and thank you for that because I really enjoy being part of the community because, you know, we always kind of um, share ideas and kind of look for questions. Sometimes when we get stuck in something, we will reach to someone and kind of it's a good uh, environment. Like yeah, for sure. I like the, the pace that you create for us. It's really, it's yeah, really good. Yeah, that's amazing. Have you connected with Mari? Mari Medina? No. Because she, she's also from no. Puerto Rico, and she lives in New York City now. Yes, I saw her in yeah. her podcast. And yeah, she does sustainable yes, but sweaters. I but I haven't with her. Yeah, and she's got I, a, well, she's not newborn anymore. I think her daughter's probably like eight months by now, but I don't know. I just, Maybe it's just because you guys are like both really sweet and like very personable. You're both from Puerto Rico. <laughs> You're both moms. I don't know. You should just say hi to her. She's yeah. really nice. Yeah, I feel like you guys would have a lot to talk oh, about. I will, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I met um, Ellie, Ellie Cogswell. Oh, you did meet Ellie? Yes, uh, we met at the text process. Oh, my gosh, you guys um, shared it on Instagram. Yes. I remember. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's so yes. cool. Yes, I was just walking through and I recognized her. Yeah. Um, so I, I said to my boyfriend, oh, she's from So Heidi. I'm going to say hi, she's from So Heidi. <laughs> you have no idea how excited that makes me that like two random freelance accelerator students like connected at a in real life and it was, you like recognized her from her testimonial picture or something, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, I love and this she was so on much. Your, I think I think she was from the first first students that you had. So yes, she was one of the beta students from like way back. The, yes, so inside the fast first, I I keep seeing her. So yeah. in the videos, that's <laughs> right. Okay, I forgot about all of that. Oh, that's yes. amazing. That makes me <laughs> so happy. Yeah, and it was so cool. It was just so cool to find her there because this yeah. is my second time I go to the tech process so yeah but the first time you know i i went with uh another designers from here from tampa in okay. port of us we went yeah this time i was just me and my boyfriend we just went to see what it was the new technology machines i really like uh, sewing machines and all that yeah and i want to see how the industry is moving forward kind of yeah. exciting yeah it is very exciting so, yeah. so it was very exciting to see someone that, <laughs> that is I so cool your videos I love that so she much. Was so, she was so nice. And She's so, so sweet. sweet. And yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we kind of kept in, in, in contact. Yeah. That's amazing. That's what I love about our community. Like, I just feel like, you know, the fashion industry has such a bad rap for people being not super nice. And I don't know. Our community is just full of so many awesome people. It's really, really neat. Yes. Yes, it is. I really like the community that you have built. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank you for being part of it, Darcy. Where can everybody connect with you and find you online? Um, I have an Instagram. I am not a frequent poster. So I'm so bad at social That's media. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I'm there. I Darcy Alicia. Okay. In both, I have a Facebook and an Instagram page, okay. and my website is Darcy Alicia Design Studio. Okay, great. Com. We'll link to all that in the show notes. And um, I'd love to end with the question I ask everybody at the end of the interview, and that is, what is one thing people never ask you about being a fashion freelancer that you wish they would? Oh, my God. You know, <laughs> I have read so many podcasts, and now it's my time. Everybody says say. that. They're like, <laughs> I knew this question was coming, and I am still not sure what I'm going to say. Okay, so what thing they ask? Mm, let's see. I don't know. It's tough at the beginning. Like yeah. people think, you know, when they see you two, three years down the road and they see the success and they think it was it was easy. Um, it is not easy. It's not. It, it's it's tough, especially because we freelancers is more um like it's, it's you know, the business part of it, it's kind of hard. It's, I will say that it's just the business part of it, and um, I don't know what to say. <laughs> it is not easy, but um, they can do it. Like this, this will be for all the designers that want to pursue a freelance career. Then um, they can do it. It is totally, totally possible. And it's tough, but is it worth it? It's worth it. It's yeah. worth it. A hundred percent, I would say it's worth it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I always say, like, listen, freelancing is hard. Working in the industry is hard. Having your own brand is hard. Anything in life that is, like, worth doing is hard. Nothing yes. is, like, a snap overnight success, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we always have to put in the effort. Yes. And I'm kind of something, but I will... I would get better on that, but yes, you have to be very organized. It's something that, you know, oh gosh, that's the hardest part of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're doing an amazing job. I cannot wait to see you continue to keep kicking ass, Darcy. I'm so excited Thank for you. your career and what you've built. Is It's really amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And, and thank you for all you do for the community that you have built for us freelancers and... It's amazing. It's been amazing being on your tribe. Oh, we're really lucky to have you part of the community. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Successful Fashion Freelancer Podcast. I really appreciate you being here and supporting the show. Um, I really hope you enjoyed Darcy's story. It was so fun to chat with her and bring this conversation to you. Um, She's done so many amazing things. And as she said, it's not always easy, but it is so possible. You can do it as well. If you want to get kickstarted and uh, get all the support to start your or grow your freelance career like Darcy did, that is all available inside of Freelance Accelerator. You can head on over to soheidi.com slash fast, F-A-S-T. Click that link in the show notes and get your name on the wait list. It only opens a couple times a year. We'd love to help support you. You can also snag my best free resources for freelancing over at soheidi.com slash freelance. Again, linked in the show notes. Um, huge shout out and thank you to the people behind the scenes that make this show possible. Daniel, Brittany, Tara, my husband, Mark, who does all the tech and editing. So many moving pieces and parts to a podcast. And I really appreciate all the support I have behind the scenes to make this possible and to get this into your ears. Um... I think that's about it. I hope you're having an awesome day, whatever it is you're doing. Thank you for listening. Make sure you hit subscribe wherever it is you're tuning in. Um, Connect with me over on Instagram. I'm up and down as far as my engagement, but I'm fairly there. And uh, yeah, I would love to hear from you and hear your story and hear what you're working on. So I think that's it. Have an awesome day and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.